Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. I'm not Pastor Sawyer, so I'm just going to go ahead and get that out there. So if you're a first-time visitor, this is what I would tell you. Come back next week. Uh, pastor asked me to speak today, and uh, it, uh, you know, it was a few weeks ago, and it pretty much scared me to death. And I, I've been pretty much like uh, nervous the entire time since that point because this is a this to me this is a big deal. You're not only this, you know, I've I've spoken here before several times, but they're right here watching me. You know what? So I I can't just say whatever, you know. And so mom mom will look at me and suck, and smack me right there. You know, I'll see it in just the eyes. So, uh, uh, but no, it is the maybe one of the greatest honors of my life. Uh, to be able to do this, be able to, to share today. So uh, the title of my message today is I Won't Let Go. I Won't Let Go. Go ahead and turn to Genesis 32, uh, 24 through 28. Uh, Genesis 32, 24 through 28. And I, I Won't Let Go. This is what it says. He'll, he'll come up on your screen if you... Uh, do you guys like this screen? This screen is awesome. Isn't, it? Isn't that awesome? You guys can see the words. So that's great. Genesis 24... <laughs> 32, sorry, I lost my track. 24 through 28 says, This left Jacob all alone in the camp. And a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of socket. Then the man said, Let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. I love this passage of scripture. It's very common. We've heard it probably preached a thousand times, but one of the things I love about this passage of scripture is just this story. It's the reality of it. Every one of us have Honestly, every one of us can relate to Jacob at times in our life. I love the Word of God. Anybody else love the Word of God? One thing that my pastor has taught me, he has taught me how to love the Word of God. This book is powerful. I love the fact that whatever life tries to take out of you, the book will breed right back into you. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It doesn't matter what circumstance I'm going through. Whatever has hit me in life, the book will breed right back into me. I love, as I grow older, I love the information. You know, back in the day, I used to love the stories. And, and I loved, you know, David and Goliath. My son runs around as David all the time and incredible, whole, all kinds of different things. But he loves the stories of David and Goliath. And I, I did too. But the older I get, I love the information that the Bible brings. But I also love the Word of God for its revelation. One passage, just like this one, can be translated five different ways. One passage can be translated. So I love that fact. And so the challenge for us today is no matter what you're facing today, no matter what the circumstances are in your life, God wants to meet you in the middle of your situation. Did you hear me? God wants to meet you in the middle of your situation. I've got even better news. The Bible says that he's at the door and he's knocking. What is that saying? Jesus is the door. He's at the door and he's knocking. What is he asking? He's waiting for somebody just to let him in. Too many people get stuck in the hallway. 
We get stuck in the hallway on the road to our purpose, on the road to our destiny. Jesus is never labeled as the hallway. He's labeled as the door. And when you go through the door, all things pass away. When you walk through the door, guess what? Depression has to fall off of you. When you walk through the door, chains are broken. When you walk through the door, there's freedom that occurs. Why? Because you've entered into a new season in your life. You've walked through the door. You're not stuck in the hallway anymore. If you ever go through that door, depression, those things begin to leave you, begin to fall off of you. A.W. Tozer says it like this. He says, God never uses a man or woman he can easily get rid of. God has always been on the scene. He's always been on the scene. You may be in this place today, and just because, I want you to know this, you may be delayed today, but you're not denied. You may be in this place where you're feeling like your promises are over on this side, and God's been speaking to you about all these things he's going to do in your life, and you haven't seen it come to reality, and in those moments, it's easy to quit. In those moments, it's easy to give up. In those moments, it's easy to walk away. But I want to tell you, just because you're delayed doesn't mean that you're denied. 2020, if it taught us anything, it taught us the power of delay. Think about this. When you're in delay, the most dangerous part of delay is the fact that it can make you start looking backwards. It can make you start looking at things the way they used to be. And the way that things were at that point, I want to challenge you today that delay is not sent in your life to make you look backwards. It's to push you always forward. Just because you're delayed doesn't mean that you're denied in this room. I don't ever want to get to the place in my life where I'm looking backwards instead of forward. And so here we are. In this passage of scripture, Genesis, man, Jacob's in the struggle of his life. You need to know this, that in order for me to go into this story, we have to backtrack just a little bit because Jacob is the younger son. He's a, he's a twin. And uh, the Bible says this. It says that his he was mom's favorite. Now, back then, that didn't work out so well. Today, today that's all that matters. Let's be real. But back in those days, that didn't work out so well. He, he's mom's favorite. Dad's, dad loves Esau. The Bible says that Jacob is out of the womb, is hanging on to Esau's heel. And so just seconds after he's born. And so Esau, he's the firstborn, gets the birthright, has everything going for him. And then Jacob, deceiver, you know, his mom, you know, talks to him a little bit, robs the birthright from his brother. We kind of know those type of things. And so Jacob, after that point, after he gets the birthright, the first thing the Bible says, it says that he flees. So he ran away from one of his problems. That always works. No, never. But he runs away from his problem and then he goes into another place. And he has problems at that point with his father-in-law. Somehow he works for this one girl and then he get, didn't get this girl. He got another girl. It's a crazy story. And then he has to work another few years for the girl that he actually wanted at the beginning. So it's just, it goes on and on and on. And then he gets in a situation there and then he flees again. And so he's running again. And at this point, where he's at, what we just read, he's at this place where he's, he's ran, and he's ran as far as he can go. And then he begins to struggle. He begins to get into this wrestling match. This wrestling match. 
Did you know that in this room today, we're all wrestlers? Now, I'm not talking about WWF. See, I grew up on Saturday morning wrestling with like Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Ultimate Warrior, those kind of guys. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. We live for that. We were doing tricks on the trampoline and things like that, trying to, you know, knock each other off and drop kicks and all that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about this morning. But we are all wrestlers in some shape, form, or fashion. Some of us in this room, we're wrestling with maybe anxiety. Think about it. Some of us in this room may be wrestling with fear, with doubt. And just like Jacob, we're all in a struggle if we were to be really real about it. Just like Jacob, we all have our problems. We all have our issues. But here's what you need to know. In this, in this context of Scripture, this actually wasn't Jacob's first match. It wasn't his first fight. It wasn't his first struggle. His first match was actually with identity. I want you to hear me. His first match was with identity. The first attack on his identity was disguised as rejection. I want you to hear me as rejection. Jacob is introduced to rejection. At an early age, he was always second place. He was never the favorite. He was never the one that was going to get the birthright, the land, the title, the money. He wasn't that guy that was going to get everything. He doesn't have the birthright. He's not dad's favorite. Esau is labeled as this hunter. The Bible describes him as a hunter. Me and Esau can't relate at all. I can't shoot Bambi. There's many of you guys in this room that can shoot Bambi. I get it. But I can't do that. But Esau is labeled as a hunter. He's also labeled as a hairy man. (laughs) How hairy does one have to be to be labeled as a hairy man in the Bible? So what, what am I saying? Esau is a man's man. And Jacob has always been trying to live up to Esau. He's always been trying. He's wanting dad's approval. He's seeking his approval. And many people in this room, if we were to be honest, we're battling with rejection. You know what rejection means? It means to throw backwards. Rejection means to be cast aside. This isn't a wound you can see. This is, this is one of those. See, it's not a wound that's on the outside. It's not a wound that you can see this leak, this bleeding. It's, it's actually internal bleeding that happens when it, when you're dealing with rejection. In Jeremiah 6, it talks about this. It says the, they offer superficial treatments for people's mortal wounds. So many people in this, uh, in this culture are putting band-aids on things that actually need stitches. I want you to hear me this morning. Wounds that are not cared for, like rejection, can lead to infection. Infection begins to spread. Rejection can lead to infection. Some people fear isn't their identity, it's just an infection. Apathy is not their identity, it's actually an infection. Think about people pleasing, approval addiction, things like that. Listen, it's not their identity, it's actually an infection. If you've been struggling with this, you need to know rejection can be actually a result of people's vision, not your value. Did you hear me? Rejection can actually be a result of people's vision, not your value. The issue is not always you and I. Sometimes the issue is in the other people's eyes. Do you hear me? When you believe a lie, the only place you feel you can find value is what in what people say and do. 
You don't get your value from people. Did you hear me this morning? You may be a young lady in this room and you've been struggling. You don't have a dad. You don't have somebody to look up to. You may be a guy that's in this horrible situation. No one's saying a great job. Nobody's nobody's like saying good things about you or, or building you up. You may be that guy, but you don't have to settle for what people say or do because there is a God who says you are valued. There is a God who says you are worth it. You don't have to go chase the world like everybody else. You know, the church actually needs to come out of the back seat with the world and start living, living a life on fire for God and passion for God. So you see this. I get my value from what he says about me. You know what? Say what you want, but your opinion does not, it doesn't affect my destiny because God has the final say. The challenge for all of us is we need to realize that you are created in the image of God. Just because they can't see your value doesn't mean it's not there. When you're rejected, when you're like David, sorry, when you're like Jacob and you're rejected, you're feeling it. And David also. When you're in those moments, it's hard to see. The next step in front of you. Because the whole time you're looking around and all you see is you can't meet anybody's expectations. You're having a difficult time meeting the expectations that are in front of you. But I want to tell you today, God wants to introduce you and me to a you and me we haven't met yet. He wants it. It's a stronger you and me. It's a more, it's a wiser you and me. It's a more focused you and me. It's a more anointed you and me. It's a more powerful you and me. Your history does not have to be your identity. Or it does not have to be your destiny. What has happened to you does not ha- does not determine what can happen for you in this room today. What has happened to you? I don't care. I don't care if you've been in the darkest of dark places and you've had the most horrible situations in your life. That does not determine what God is going to do for you and through you. Wrestling is unpredictable. Jacob's story is full of rejection. His father shows favoritism blatantly. It lets me know that all rejection isn't created equal. When dealing with rejection, this is a couple of things that you got to do. You got to say yes to pleasing God. And you got to say no to pleasing man. When you're dealing with rejection, you have to say yes to pleasing God. And no to pleasing man. This isn't the only thing that Jacob ever wrestled. The other thing that Jacob wrestled was, when you notice in the scripture, it says, Jacob was left alone. What is that saying? Isolation. This was another match that Jacob had to go through in his life. Not only was he having to deal with rejection from his entire life of trying to live up to his dad, living up to, trying to live up to this person, this thing, and and really just chasing, pursuing all this. He's having, he's in this place right now in verse 24, and he is all alone. All isolation isn't evil. This generation, loneliness is a big deal. And it's always been, really has been a big deal, but it's, it's probably a little bit more in the forefront now. And a lot of times we can use loneliness to make bad decisions. We can make, we can do dumb things in those moments. But God will actually take isolation and, 
And he can actually use that in those moments for transformation if we'll allow it to happen. That's where God wants to meet us in the middle of our isolation. It's not always evil. Sometimes it's, it's a really good opportunity for us to do some soul searching on the inside of our lives. It's, it's called alone. It's okay at times to have those moments of alone. It's called silence. It's called nobody's doubting you in those moments. It's called nobody, you're not worrying in those moments. There's no outside voices messing with you, trying to mess with, trying to keep you off your purpose, trying to keep you out of your destiny. He removes all the voices to make sure that his is the loudest in those moments. Isolation is a good thing. In verse 24, this is what happened. Jacob thinks this one thing. Thinks it's a man he's wrestling with. In verse 28, he sees that it's God. Did you hear me? God doesn't always show up looking like God. Sometimes God shows up opening doors. Sometimes God shows up closing doors. Sometimes God will just show up in ways that we can't imagine. God doesn't always show up. But one thing I've learned is this. Is when you encounter God, you always leave with more than what you came with. Thank God. I thank God for the stuff I got that I did not deserve. Anybody else thankful for those type of things? I got some things in my life that I did not deserve. Had you ever gotten something that you didn't deserve? Have you ever been blessed when you wasn't a blessing? Have you ever been encouraged when you haven't been encouraging other people? How many of you guys are thankful for the things that you've gotten that you didn't deserve? I've walked away from some services where I had some mess in my life, but I still walked away with a fresh anointing and a fresh touch. I didn't deserve it, but he gave it. I'm so thankful that God shows up in spite of my weakness, in spite of my failures, in spite of my circumstances. I'm so thankful for the things that he's given me that I didn't deserve. Could it be, at the end of the day, that Jacob was really wrestling with himself? Think about this. Everybody today says that they want character, want character. But when was the last time you stayed on your knees and you wrestled for it? Do you hear me? I'm talking, you wrestled for it. You see, we figured out how to look at, listen to a podcast, and that fixes us for a little bit. We figured out how to listen to some worship music, and that gets us fired up for a second. We've listened to, we'll go seek counseling before we've got from the great counselor. Did you hear me? Nothing wrong with counseling. We'll try to receive comfort in all these other forms without allowing the comforter to actually come in and do his job. I'm telling you right now, the church doesn't need another self-help book. What they need is, they need this. They need to learn how to get back on their face and cry out to God and not leave until something changes. Saying, I'll wrestle, I'll wrestle, I'll struggle, I'll do whatever it takes. I'm not leaving this place until something changes. I'm not against any of that. But I'm telling you right now, when that's your source, the main source is supposed to be Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha. He still heals. I don't care what 2020 told you. He still sets free. I don't care what they're saying. He still breaks off chains. He still breaks addictions. He still does great things. And I'm excited to tell you today that God wants to do it right now. When will the church get back on their face again? It's time. It's time that we rise up. And do what God has called us to do.
wrestle for it. All right, worship team, we're going to have to, sorry, I keep going. And I'm not done. I want the worship team to go ahead and come up. The third match that Jacob had to fight was, do I let go? Do I let go? Now, I played football. I don't have great football stories like Pastor Sawyer because his team was like state champions. And I played for Brewer High School. <laughs> Why are y'all laughing? Y'all, oh, you already know. They haven't won a game in like 20 years. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to announce I was part of a team that went to the playoffs one year. Uh, we were like four and I, I don't know. We didn't win any games. But our coach, our coach had this great idea, and I, I think it was a great idea. During the offseason, he wanted us to train, and he wanted us to wrestle each other. Okay? Now, I played football, played basketball, loved sports. And we got in, and the first match that I got assigned, see, listen, like, in those days, I was, like, super scrawny. Still scrawny. Like, but no, <laughs> I like to eat Ben & Jerry's, but still <laughs> I was scrawny in those days. And the guy that the coach put me up against was an offensive lineman. One of the biggest guys on our team. And I went in and I was like struggling with, you know, like wrestling. And I've never felt in my life, I was burning. Like I was, I was exhausted in like 20 seconds. So our coach wanted us to do this. This was his idea. Was he wanted us to build endurance for the season. He wanted us to build endurance for all the beatings we were going to get received throughout the year, which was good. You know, they beat us like by 70 points, but we were still running at the end of the game. So it's win-win. But I remember in this struggle, like just this wrestling in that moment, and, and I was so exhausted and I was so tired. And I was thinking about this story saying, Jacob wrestled throughout the entire night. And I was like, in about 10 to 15 seconds, I was done. But Jacob was not done. And he was wrestling, and it says that God, God actually struck his hip. Struck his hip. And so I was like, I was reading in the, the scripture, I was like, why his hip? So I called a wrestling coach that's won state titles and done all that great stuff. And, and he let me know exactly why his hip why it was his hip because in wrestling the ability to use your hips correctly takes the opponent's ability to use his hips is one of the major reasons for success or failure in wrestling what he was telling me is that when you're standing up in wrestling he said you're actually looking at the guy's hips and when when they put you in a headlock you want to get hip to hip so that they can't take you down so what was God doing in that moment he was taking away everything Jacob was depending on to win all of his, he was taken away. And so then he strikes his hip. And he's like, let me go. Jacob's like, no, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. Unless you bless me. I will not stop putting forth my best effort until I'm walking in my purpose fully. There are times in our walk with God that we suffer from faith fatigue. We've been praying for something. We've been believing for a miracle. And in those moments, isn't it easy to just want to let go? Just to say, I quit. 
Man, God, I've experienced so much death and I've, I've experienced so much heartache and I've experienced so much pain. God, I just, it's easier not to believe. Have you ever been there? It's easier just to let go in those moments. I remember crying out for my mother to be healed and holding on saying, till the very end, God, heal my mom. Holding on to that. And after a circumstance like that where you feel defeat, when you feel discouragement, when you feel brokenhearted, you know what is the easiest thing to do in those moments? It's just to let go and to walk away. But I'm telling you right now that God uses those people that he can't easily get rid of. And I'm telling you what the enemy meant for evil. He owes us a lot for 2020. Let's just be real. And what the enemy meant for evil, God is going to turn it around. He's turning around right now. All you got to do is keep hanging on. Don't you dare let go. You keep going. You keep moving forward. great thing about wrestling is is that wrestling leads to brokenness just like Jacob was walking around with a, a limp a reminder wrestling leads to brokenness but I got some great news God only works with broken things he only works with broken things the enemy the enemy's voice in that moment when you're broken when you're discouraged when you're defeated when you're when you messed up, when you've been abused or you've been lied to, you know what? The enemy's voice in that moment gets so loud. He says, it can't be fixed. The enemy says things like, it can't be repaired. It's broken. You squandered it. You've gone too far this time. You're washed up. Just let go. What you don't realize is God is actually attracted to brokenness. A broken and contrite heart. He will not despise. This is my body for which was broken for you. It's for you. What God is saying to you and I this morning. I'm not pulling from you. I'm actually drawn to you. The greater the breaking. The greater the anointing. I'm drawn to you. When you wrestle with God. You're in his arms. And that's right where he wants you. Right where he wants you. Some things I've learned over the years of wrestling. There's a lot of things in this life I've... I called it unfair then. I call it God now. Weeping may endure for the night. Notice that Jacob was wrestling throughout the night. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. If you can make it through the night, there's a morning that's coming to you. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but there is a morning coming from somebody. Somebody in here has been broken. You've been defeated. You've been discouraged. And I'm telling you today that God is here to heal you and to set you free. It's time that we walk through his door and we don't let go ever, ever again. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You need to know that this morning is a fixed fight. It's a fixed fight, and you will win if it do, if you just don't quit. Pastor Miss Phyllis, it's a fixed fight. It's a fixed fight. It's a fixed fight, and if you will win if you just don't quit. And the last thing, whatever you do, don't let go. Whatever you do, don't let go. So we know that God changed His name, changed His identity. Did some great things. Jacob walked around with a limp. But in Exodus 3, he, God's speaking again and says, 
It's crazy. God told Moses to stay. He was actually the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why did he say Jacob? He changed his name. I, I think it's kind of cool because I think he wants to be known as the God who is okay with the guy that was a deceiver. He's okay with the guy that messed up. He's okay with the guy that's been defeated, that, that, that made some mistakes along the way. It got me excited because I'm, I'm thankful that God has never given up on me. I'm thankful that God, I believe that when he calls us by name, he uses our name. He's not scared of what you've been through. He's not scared of what you've done. He's not scared of what you're going through. He's here to meet your needs right now. If you just don't let go, if you just don't let go. I want everybody to close your eyes all across this room. There's some people in this room this morning, you've let go. You've let go. You've gotten discouraged. You've gotten broke. Man, life has happened. And you've been in a struggle. You've been in a match. Maybe it's, maybe you've been battling rejection. I did. I mean, all the things that, that Jacob was dealing with. If you're in this place today, what God told me is that He's going to give us a He's going to give us a second wind this morning. I felt that in my spirit. If you're in this place and you've struggled, man, and you you've let go at times. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to raise your hand right there so I can pray for you today. If you're in this place, I see that hand. I see that hand. If you've let go at times, I see it. I see it. I see it. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. You've let go. You've quit. You've walked away. You quit in the middle of the fight. I want everybody to do me a favor. You can look at me now. There's several hands that went up. I want everybody to stand to your feet. Well, Pastor Mistos, if you guys could come right over there. I got one more thing we're going to do for you guys. I'm going to pray for you this morning. I want us to pray together. There was hands up all over the place. And so I'm not really sure how I should do the altar at that point. I think about bringing it, but we, you know what? God can meet us right there in our seats, so we're good. Not a big deal. It's just making wherever you're at an altar for him. So I want you, if you would, I'm going to pray over every person that's let go in this place. And I'm going to pray that you're filled with fresh wind, fresh air today. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, God, I pray, God, that you would just open up the heavens today, God. And I pray that you would fill us with your your fire and your passion. God, for those who have quit, for those who have walked away, who have let go in the struggle, God, I pray that you would fill them, God, with your spirit right now. God, I pray that you would touch them. God, I thank you for them. God, I pray, God, that in spite of everything that's been going on, God, I pray that you would give them, God, that second wind right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, breathe in some fresh air this morning. Take a deep breath this morning. Some of you have let go, but right now is not the time to let go. It's time to hold on. It's time to hold on. It's time to hold on. Don't coast. The enemy says coast, coast, coast. But God's saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. Joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. There's people that are going to dance again in this place. There's people that are going to laugh again in this place. You're going to sing again in this place. There's a fresh wind. There's a fresh air that's blowing over this auditorium today. God, I speak that. 
right now right now whenever if you would I want you to just kind of stay standing I'm going to do one more thing and I'm done I'm going to turn it over to the pastor he, he asked a little bit ago he said can I say something you're the pastor <laughs> you can say whatever you, and he's, you can say whatever you want you, you can take the message if you want I was thinking about in a wrestling match. Like how it, how it goes about. I, I've seen this couple over the years praying for people. Sacrificing. Giving time, energy, money. Everything that they have. And I'm thankful that you guys have never let go. I'm thankful that you guys have held on. I'm thankful that even in the middle of some of your greatest heartaches, I've watched Pastor, when we were praying for your little one, I watched Pastor come up here that next Sunday and speak the word from a broken heart. I'm thankful that he didn't let go that day. I'm thankful that we got people that that have held on. But the cool thing about it now, this is, All right, the cool thing about it is that when you're in a wrestling match, the winner gets a championship belt. Yeah. And so this year, this year, this year, I got you a championship belt. And it says on the front, it says, run to the roar, which is my favorite sermon of all time. I'm thankful that you didn't let go, Pastor, because honestly, if you will walked away, I would have never walked down these aisles and given my heart to Jesus. I wouldn't have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I wouldn't have been called into ministry. It's also got the Calvary emblem, which I think we got to have. It's got Joshua 24, 15. That one was from Miss Phyllis. And uh, it's got... Uh, Philippians 1 6 and we all know what that's for and so I'm thankful because I feel like this season that's coming is going to be greater than the it's going to be greater than any season we've ever been we've ever had here at Calvary I'm telling you I feel like God is saying church just hold on just a little bit longer hold on they need people to pray with them they need people to love them They need people to serve them. I'm telling you, just hold on, church. Our greatest days are ahead. In the name of Jesus, don't let go. Don't let go. This is my hero. This is my hero. So I felt like the Lord saying that that next season is going to be the greatest season that we've ever experienced here in Calvary. I really believe that. Here you go. <laughs> this is for everybody. Come on. This is your big win. Let's go. I want you to see. I want you to see this on your next season. All right. It's time to come out of the desert. Time to come out of that place. You know what? I thought about uh, Jacob coming back, wrestling with God. You know where he was on his way? He was on his way back to his biggest failure. 
for God to turn it into his greatest victory. Come on, are you ready for that season in your life? God is going to take your greatest failure, turn it into your greatest victory. And you know the cool thing about it? This is tag team wrestling. Come on. (laughs) Come on, it's tag team. It's not a solo act. We're in this thing together. Come on, you need to tell somebody around you, you're bad to the bone. You are a bad woman. You're a bad man. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. I never had one of these before. Phyllis will have to put up with me strutting around the house wearing this thing. (laughs) I love you guys. Thank you, Pastor Josh. What a great message. Was that a great word? Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Hope is a great thing. Faith is a great thing. Vision is a great thing. Our greatest days. We're going to do it, guys. We're going to do it. I believe God brought us into the kingdom for such a time as this. There's never been a greater need for Jesus, for hope, for His Word. God's going to let us bring that to the people that need it the most. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for this amazing church family. What an incredible, incredible blessing to be called their pastors. What an incredible gift to be given this responsibility. And Lord, only you can give the grace for the call. Lord, you alone are worthy. You alone deserve the glory. But Lord, we're excited about what you will do with us as we go forward. Father, I pray your blessing upon everyone in this room, everyone in our online community, everyone, Father, that has been on this journey, everyone that's been on this journey a long time, everyone that's new to the journey, God, that will help us write the next chapter of breakthrough and miracles. We thank you. I pray your blessing on every home, every marriage. We declare sick bodies are healed. We declare lost people are found. We declare the hungry find the fullness of God. Lord, we thank you. And we celebrate together the faithfulness of God. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. God bless you guys. I love you so much. Let's go have an amazing week for the Lord. And I'll see you next Sunday. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.